Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're ready to kick it off because Morgan said we're going to knock out some shows this weekend. Just one episode. Okay. I got a pool to get to. Yes, it's hot in LA this weekend. It's very warm out here. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be... do a proper intro. We are. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is a proper intro. Welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. A, to my right, I pledge allegiance, left, right, is, of course, in the number one seat over here is Justin. And in the left seat, or his right seat... Mogan. Be Mogan. Co-pilots. Uh, by the way, yesterday we had a wonderful day. It is now... It was official before, but now that she got to walk and wear her cap and her little, you know, uh, what do they call those things you wrap? Hood. A hood. The hood. She I had got, my hooding ceremony. She had a hooding ceremony. So, guys, no joke. It is Dr. Morgan Absher. Yeah. Doctor. And I have to tell you, wow, what a moment when I when I watched and heard them say Dr. Morgan Absher. Pretty surreal. It was really kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. It felt a little bittersweet yesterday. I think like not doing OT and having my OT graduation and then kind of like looking at everyone around me who is in OT and you kind of have this like bittersweet, like I'm so happy for them, but like I feel like I'm like not doing what I should be doing, but I don't know. It was interesting, but yet I'm so happy doing what I'm doing. It's it's just wild. You know- I will say this. I told this to her because she had some things that she used to say, like, why did I do OT school when I'm doing this? And this is so great. And I love doing this. And people are responding. And I said, you are who you are because of the different fab- the different uh, fibers we put into our fabric. And that was a fiber. Justin is a fiber. We're all fibers. And I mean, even you guys out there for me, when I read your comments, you're part of my fiber. You part of who makes me who I am and makes me better. So I appreciate it all. And I'm glad that you are a Dr. Morgan Ashley Absher. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay. Well, let's get into this week's episode. It's all about iffy boundaries. Okay. Iffy. 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 I'm ready. You're back, We're back on. We're back. Oh, wait. You're back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you good, bro? Okay, so up first. Hey, family, I need some advice on a friend I've had for almost 10 years. I, female 26, met my best friend, male 26, in college. We lived on the same floor freshman year and have been close friends ever since. Well, dot, 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 friends with benefits at times. 
The first time was a year into us being friends and lasted around six months. The second time was about a year ago for a couple of months before I started dating my current boyfriend, male 26. My best friend and I talk on the phone almost every week for at least an hour, but he lives in the Pacific Northwest and I live in the Southeast. We only see each other once or twice when our friend group has reunion trips. On these trips though, whenever we get too drunk to really care, we get really touchy and end up cuddling all night. Nothing happens as in no sexual activity goes on, but it still feels intimate. I know I wouldn't want my boyfriend doing this, but I almost look forward to the nights I get to sleep with my friend. I've tried distancing myself. We used to talk every day for an hour a year ago to be respectful to my boyfriend, but whenever we talk on the phone, it still feels like we just talked yesterday. At the same time, I feel like I already messed up. I need help figuring out what to do. I don't want to tell my boyfriend because I don't want to lose him, but I know I can't have my cake and eat it too. How do I feel better about my friendship? Should I feel better about it? Wow. (laughs) Iffy boundary, right? Well, you know, I think there's still something very much there. I'm trying to understand that when they had these relationships that went for, you know, eight weeks or went for 12 weeks or went for six months, six months. Yeah. You know, what happened that separated them that they actually, you know, said, look, you know, this isn't really what we want. We want to go back, you know, put this separation that we're not going to be sexual. We're going to you know, have our friendship. What drove that apart yet? What brings you together when you're together? So I, I, I really don't know how to answer this without being able to ask that question and have someone bring it, bring it back to me. And, you know, she doesn't want to, you know, ruin things with her boyfriend. Well, if, if her boyfriend was supplying with everything she needs, would she be really, uh, looking at this guy and looking forward to cuddling with him and being with him and, and holding him. I mean, it sounds like you, you know, your boyfriend has a certain, you know, something in that relationship, but he's not fulfilling everything that you really need. And, and if he was really it, your boyfriend would be your best friend, not the guy. Yeah. I mean, 10 years, like you can still have your guy, best friend and your boyfriend, but like your relationship changes. Like there are some guy friends I could share bed with. And it would not be like this, but I also haven't slept with them and had, you know, intimate relationships with them. So the boundary has always been clear. But, but I, got, I got a question for you though. Yeah. Let's imagine you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to sleep with one of these, these best friends. You have no need to hug them and hold them. And that's what I was getting to. I would never cuddle with my best friend, even my girlfriends. Like, I mean, well, like, shoulder to shoulder, but like, I'm not intimately cuddling with them. So I, th- I think that should be, you know, the same. If, if you treat all of your friends like that, you cuddle mm-hmm. with all of them and that's always been your relationship. That's, that's one thing. But are you cuddling with your girlfriends? Are you cuddling with your other guy friends? Or are you just cuddling with this one because you've had sex with him and there's more of an intimate relationship you, it, there? I don't think it's even the sex or there is a trust that's there and that trust gives her when they hug each other or hold one another. Sex is the same thing if you're really making love. You have that you have that connection that is that powerful. But this is still emotional cheating. Like in my eyes, I look at this. Oh and no, like, absolutely. There's not any sex anymore in this past. Well, here's here's the other thing that gets really dicey. Is there more? They were sleeping together up until the new boyfriend, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like they, the the last time they slept together, 
was about a year ago for a couple of months before I started dating my current boyfriend. So did that sexual relationship with her friend end because of the boyfriend? Because then it's like there was no break. Well, was the boyfriend now in her life because they live in the same town and he lives across the country and the boyfriend was now became the fluffer? I mean, I don't know. So we do have a little more ideal outcome. I knew you were holding out on us. I want to not feel guilty about my friend without telling my boyfriend about our history, if possible. Okay. I have, we'll talk about it. And then additional info. I don't think my friend and I would work as a couple and dating him would be a nightmare. So I'm not trying to do that. However, I don't want to lose this friend who knows literally everything about me and is always there for me. Isn't her boyfriend always there for her? Doesn't he know everything about I her? don't think like, here's just my take on like, what I get what you're saying, but I don't think our significant other needs to be our everything. We can have platonic soulmates as well. We can have friends that like give us some things that our partners can't, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it shouldn't be like physical intimacy, like cuddling. And I don't know. And then you kind of get in the diciness of because they've had a relationship is their intimacy now technically emotional cheating? This is really like, I, that's why I'm like, I, I'm I, spinning I, myself in circles I, here. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm trying to separate all this stuff. Look, yeah. I have, I have had lovers and I have been great friends with them post being lovers and never had an interest in, in, in that lover, whatever it is. And I certainly don't need them to go cuddle with, to make myself feel fulfilled because any of them, I'm not cuddling with any of those. The ones that I cuddle with, there would be something there. And I wouldn't be thinking of dating someone and marrying somebody if there's someone else out there that was that close to me and that I really feel that kind of comfort with. It's just not going to happen. That's just the way I rock. So I, you know, so I can't really say, well, you're saying it's, gee, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay to have these wonderful... You, you, you know I have friends. You know that a lot of the friends I have are ex-girlfriends and ex-lovers. But you don't see any of this kind of connection that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, if, if, and there were a few that I had this connection with that were friends that I would have loved to have that kind of relationship and been married. And, and I would have married them because we had that closeness and that bond and that excitement when we were together. Yeah, it's interesting to have such passion with someone, but know you're never going to work out. Like, I don't think I've ever had that in life, but like trying to do that at the same time as an actual relationship. Also, I don't know necessarily too, if, you know, if she's not being completely fulfilled by her partner, why can't she, why can't it be on her that she may be a little closed off to all that her partner can offer because of her interest in this other stuff? It might mm. be. So it's not that she may be unfulfilled. It's just that she's not totally in it herself. I think that is probably right. But, yeah. But, but, and, and, but that's, that's the trick here. Why? What, what is not, she's cheating the boyfriend because she does have this, this feeling and there, and it's not the hundred percent that she really wants to have to, to have her ultimate relationship. If she was able to have the ultimate relationship with the best of both worlds, with whoever that might be, I don't know if she would have that 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 connection with that individual, you know, past best, you know, past lover, best friend, whatever this thing is, because there's still a chemistry there. 
Well, and that's what's so interesting about the additional info. Like, I don't think we'd work as a couple and dating him would be a nightmare. So neither's right. Why? Why? Neither and, of well, them are right. So why? it's like, that's, take some single time. Why? I think so. I don't know. But that is interesting. Like, you at one point were friends with benefits for six months. And granted, that's college. You're both young. There was probably bad communication. But, you know, if you click and how, you have how, this intimacy. How old is she? 26 now. So they both are like at this age where like, hey, maybe stars are going to align now, but you can't do that with a boyfriend. And something that stuck out to me in the ideal outcome, I want to not feel guilty about my friend without telling my boyfriend about our history. And that I find so problematic. Like, I, I think like when you start a new relationship, you should be open and honest and transparent. And it's like, you do feel guilty. So subconsciously, you know, something about your behavior is wrong. And you even said in the write-in, I wouldn't want my boyfriend acting this way yep. that I'm acting. Because she knows herself where, where the feelings she has. There, it's, there, I think there's, there's a lot. Un, there's an unavailability unavail, uh, um, that I'm, I'm trying to get the word out. In her subconscious, she's there not, are- She's unavailable. Yeah. Well, and I think too with this, it's like, if Justin had a girlfriend that was in his life that he was regularly going on trips with and having sleepovers with, and like, it sounds like they share a bed on these trips with the cuddling and stuff. And she gets excited for it. And she gets, she, she like longs for it in a sense. And if you had this and you didn't tell me, and I found out later, I would be so mad. Of course. Hurt. Who would expect anyone to not be? And that's the thing. You can't start this relationship and being like, yeah, this is my best friend of 10 years. Because your boyfriend's going to think, oh, great, best friends. You know, nothing's happened. But then you say, oh, yeah, we've actually been friends with benefits at various points. We still cuddle on trips. That's not Made of honor. Fair. Remember the movie, Made of Honor? With uh, Kate Hudson? I don't think Kate Hudson's in it. Oh, Patrick Dempsey? You know, he. Yeah. Made of honor. But they never hooked up. He was just in love with her. He, he, they never hooked up before. That's correct. She was the emotional fluffer. That was correct. Yeah. That was a good movie. I don't know. It kind of seems like this relationship either way should be done. On both sides? Just so you can figure out what you're trying to do. Like, what do you want? Do you want to mm-hmm. actually be in a relationship or do you want to live the... Because it sounds like you want the best of both worlds or you kind of have it right now through lies. Yeah. So it's like you either need to pick... I'm going to be single and have to be on my own, but I get the freedom to go do this stuff Mm -hmm. or I'm going to lose the freedom to do all this stuff and actually commit to being in a relationship. There's no middle ground. And our writer recognizes that they do say, but I know I can't have my cake and eat it too. Right. So I think that advice honestly is probably the best right now where it's like, if you want to keep your relationship, you need to come clean, tell him that, Hey, I just want you to know, like I have hooked up with so-and-so in the past. It's done now. Anytime you see them, you can't be cuddling with them. And if your boyfriend, you realize after this, like, yeah, he's not my person. You, on the next relationship, you got to start transparent, open, honest, and don't fucking cuddle with your friend. And if you do want the friend and you want to give it a shot, go give it a shot. You're 26. He's 26. Timelines are lining up. If you're both single, like, go give it the fair shot. Like, I don't know what dating him would be a nightmare would like what that means. So 
if there's an update, let us know. But come on, come on, group. Yeah, and, t- and let's talk. But you know, there's Join people. Paid- I'm sorry. Like I understand that feeling of like having guy friends and like close friends. You're like, oh, dating them would be a nightmare. But like, you haven't actually dated him. You've never been courted by him. You have had a friends with benefits dynamic. The chemistry is clearly there. So if you shift the dynamic to actually be, hey, would you want to try dating? Here are my expectations. Friends with benefits is now over. We are courting. I want flowers. I want nice dinners. This isn't just, hey, we meet up, we hook up. What would that look like for you? Does that sound good? Should we try it? Like the dynamic could totally shift if you're not just his fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. He's going to look at you in a different way. But clearly there's there's something there. There is a chemistry that's very strong. And I it, and, and if you are going to open your mouth and talk to your boyfriend, then the conversation must be, I want to let you know that I'm going to take some time to myself. And this is the reason why. It's to be respectful of you and to be respectful of me and to be respectful to whatever that relationship might be or may never be. But I got to get clear and clean in my head on all of the, because as far as I'm concerned, this is baggage that you don't deserve to have me carrying. And yeah. and if you want to be my friend as I'm going through this, or you want to take, take a pause from me, I just need to, I need to be not us and I'm not us with him either. I just need to find out what, identify what is important to me first so I can explore all this and make sure that for the long term that we are both ending up with the right people. Mm-hmm. And that's the conversation. Oh, it would suck to be on the other side of that combo. Oh, it's horrible. Oh. But let me ask you a question. I mean, where would you want to be? I mean, you prefer it, right. You're going to prefer it over never I, knowing. You know, but, yeah. oh God. I, I have dated women and had relationships where they were not honest with me and shit was going on. And I, and, and I invested everything into it to find out what was really, and I go, wow, have I been cheated? And I've been in relationships where people have been very direct with me and honest with me that they weren't there and they want to just be a friend. And I still hung on to say, there's something here. I want to explore it to see if it would change. Yeah. And it never did change and time to move on. And that's really where it, where it lies. You got to be honest with yourself and not deceive yourself, not to deceive anybody else. And most important, to have to treat your relationship with the utmost respect that you have to have Yeah. for the relationship. That's what I got. Okay. Any final thoughts from you, Justin? No, you just got to make a choice. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. As he says, number two. How do I set a boundary with my family and let them know I am not available all the time? A little background is that I am a new stay-at-home mom to a five-month-old. I'm constantly trying to entertain and take care of my son while also dealing with all of the other household responsibilities, such as cleaning, doing the laundry, cooking, taking out the dog, doing all of the shopping, etc. By the end of the day, I am completely emotionally exhausted. I do make time for my family by taking the hour drive to visit frequently, which happens to be a couple times a month, if not more. My family invites me over often, and sometimes I respectfully decline because I am tired and traveling with a baby really throws off mine and the baby's schedule. 
and they sometimes make me feel guilty on not coming. Another thing that really bothers me is that I'm constantly pressured to FaceTime and call my family every single day just so they can see the baby, which ends up being a lot for me sometimes. Ideal outcome, setting a boundary that won't hurt anyone's feelings so I can feel less pressure to always be available or talk or travel to visit. Additional info, I'm just really tired of feeling the need to be available 24-7, so I'm just looking for a way to be able to set this boundary without hurting anyone. This is all on you. You don't have to feel guilty. If you want to take that ownership of it, take it, but you don't need to. I mean, you part of part of making that separation in families is to say, I am... I would love to come do this. I can't. I'm doing the following things. I'm I'm unavailable and I will call you and I'll I'll follow up with you. You know, as you get older in life and your and your life has its own circle. Everyone they have their own circle too. It's no different than when my sisters, my brother, we love love each other very much, but they got their lives. And I totally get that they have their lives where when I was growing up, my aunt was popping in our front door consistently, just walking right in the house. And that was normal for that household. It was every day she would show up or she would call 14 times a day. And we would, you know, even make fun of it because it, it was so, you know, over the top. But I know in our home, in our households, we do have that separation. They have their, their grandchildren, their lives, they do their things and when we're able to get together, or if I get a phone call, or I'll give them a phone call, I'll pop, you know, I'll ask if, if it's, are they available? And they'll be honest to say, yes, they are, or no, they're not. And there's no guilt trip. I mean, that's just the way it is. So have you had a family member, though, that has guilt tripped you? Like, because I know for me, it's something I deal with, you know, with family. I live far away, okay. and I, you know, will sometimes get calls like, oh, I just wish you could be home more. And oh, why aren't you here? And like, you should be. And it's like, it does weigh on you and you do feel bad. So like, have you ever experienced that with I a family? I felt that with your brother. So how did you I, I set just, a boundary for I, it? I just, you know, I mean, your mom would call me and say, your brother, you know, you know, your son needs you right now and you got to go home. And I said, I can't get home. I mean, I talk, I'll, I'll, I'll pay more attention. I'll, I certainly call him all the time. I, 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 I'll get him to come here. And sometimes that wouldn't work. And, and, and it's not always working. I, and he's never, I don't think Taylor was ever satisfied with the time I was able to give him for, for the circumstances that we were in. But life also plays, plays into it. We got to be able to function through life. And your life right now is you're doing whatever you can to stay above water emotionally and physically. And that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. So, and and if, if adding guilt in this, you think it's going to be healthier for you, it is not. It's going to only weigh you down more. And, you know, just kind of look at, kind of look at, at it that you're swimming in, in, in a swimming pool and take a weight and add a pound for every single, uh, everything you can feel guilty about, put that on your weight belt. And then tell me how you're going to swim laps. How do you address the guilt and get rid of that? Um, you just have to be realistic with them and say, I'm not, I, I can't feel guilty about this. I, I want you to know I love you and you're there, but I have all this to do. And I, I just, I'm just not going to carry it. So please don't put that on me. Please understand 
that I love you. And this is all it is, is that I'm just trying to function. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, you just got to do it. Yeah, got to get that weight off that weight belt because you'll sink. It will drown you. Have I mean, you live far from home. How have you dealt with like the guilt of being so far and not seeing family or not having as much time for them as they would like? Well, I mean, I was just thinking the hardest step is doing it the first time. Mm-hmm. Once you say, hey, I have a five-month-old. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to do all this. I don't have time to FaceTime today. You start with the FaceTime. Like the visiting, that's a, a, a bigger commitment. But start with the, I, I just don't have the time today. And slowly over time, once you do it the first time, the second time's easier, the third time's even easier. And then people start to get it. That's right. They just that kind was, of start to catch on. Like That was the word I was looking for. Okay, they don't get it. We're not checking. Because now- Based she on, set that expectation. Which isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just put, it's it's why you are where you are. Yeah. But you can fix it. Of course, if you could go back in time and start, nope, I don't have time once a week. And you kind of set that precedent of once a week. That's different. But you can still set that now. The problem is they're coming from a place where they're like, okay, this is the standard. This is what we do. You come down all these times and we talk every single day. That's what they're expecting because mm-hmm. that's been set as the standard. It's not like they're bad people. It's not like you're bad people. Yeah. So it's just got to be rewritten a little to be like, hey, maybe. And you can just do it through. You don't have to like ha- have a family get together and be like, once a week, we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. It's more like the next time they reach out, hey, sorry, guys, don't have the time. I'm really busy. And then that slowly starts to change. In my life, I've had... I mean, I've had people in my life, like one of my best friends, and sometimes it's been like, you know, you go through a crazy period and it's three months without talking. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends that wouldn't have responded well to that. And that's probably why those friendships have, you know, faded away. Mm-hmm. But this friend has always been so close and so great because it's like, we have those moments in life, but then we come back together and it's like, it doesn't even matter. Neither of us are phased or upset. We just understand that we both are busy and we're living our lives. We're healthy. in the busiest period of our yeah, lives. Yeah, very healthy mm-hmm. boundaries. And so it's just, you can get there with other people. Maybe some people it can be impossible. That but at true. some point, what are they going to do? Like I, at some point, are they going to come lock you in uh, in your house and be like, I'm staying here and I'm going to talk to you every day. It's like, they're no. not. I, I had a conversation. <laughs> it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, absolutely. I had a conversation yesterday with someone that they were upset that, you know, they did some, you know, some things for somebody and, and that person wasn't calling them back to say thank you or how did it go or can I do this? And I said, if you're doing things for somebody, expecting for them to call you, don't do it. You have you can't have these expectations. People are busy. I mean, I'm sure the person I I heard this person say thank you the first time when when you got involved with it with with trying to help them. That's it. That's the thank you. It's mm-hmm. got to carry through all of it. If you're because it's consistently every time you say thank you, it's you're waiting for it, and it, all of a sudden, and this person I know is is extremely busy. They 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 support. I don't know how many friendships this this person has, and I, I don't know how they do it. And read, I mean, com- consistently as part of their job, they read volumes of information. And if I hear from that person once every, you know, eight weeks, it's a lot. 
I will say too, like with that example, if something in life is not making you feel good, you don't have to continue doing it. Mm -hmm. So like if you're helping a friend and you feel that they're not respecting you or saying thank you, you don't have to keep helping them. If you're, whether it's FaceTiming family every day and yeah, it's nice for them, but it's not making you feel good. You're the one Mm -hmm. doing this. It's hurting you. You don't have to keep doing it. I think what you said is like spot on. It's the expectation that's gotten set and they are guilt tripping her, which is really hard. Mm -hmm. But something I think is really interesting in this that I'm like kind of going back to is she's FaceTiming them. She's driving there. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they driving to visit her? Well, they can they drive? And if they have the ability to drive, why isn't it more fair? Why aren't they coming to her? We don't know if they're not. And we don't know if there's no mention of it. So Based on this, I feel like it would have been mentioned. They come and visit me once a month. I go visit them once a month. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mentioned. It's mentioned that she drives there a couple times a month. And what happens if they want to show up every day and keep knocking on the door and she's doing it? Don't answer the door. That, that's and back, if, it's back to boundaries again. Well, We've and, had a story like that. Yeah. And if you say like you're setting this boundary with the FaceTime call and you say, hey, I love you guys so much. But now that the baby's getting more active I have a lot more on my plate and I can't maintain our schedule of FaceTiming. So how about we do, you know, three times a week? Let's pick the days that work best for all of us. Three times a week. And if you get that guilty text or that guilt in the phone call, you know what you say? If it's a text, I wouldn't even respond. You don't feed into it. If it's on the phone call, you say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. It's just all I'm capable of doing right now. Um, you know, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. I've, I've got to go take care of the baby. Click. I think also with guilt tripping it, the person sending the guilt, I feel like once they send it, they almost feel like normal. Yeah. And the way when you receive it, you read into it so much more intensely than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Like when you get the guilt trip, I think it's, you make it like this huge thing. Whereas for the other person, it's not this huge thing. It's more just like a. Well, and I do think there's sometimes too, like thinking about in conversation with friends where it's like, Lauren will invite me to go out. And I'm just like, I don't want to go out to a club. Like that's not my vibe right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, no, I'm just going to stay in tonight. And I'll get a response from her. That'll be like, oh, I wish you would come. Like, I wish you're coming with, but I get it. Okay. And some would get that text and be like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. You take it so much harder. Exactly. And that, that, what you said reminded me of that because sometimes it's not just that. It's just our friends or our family making sure we know that they're going to miss us or that they Mm -hmm. wish they had the time with us, but they they get it. And text does make it harder, especially if you have um, people that don't understand the dot, dot, dots. (laughs) Justin's mom, we just taught her about the dot, 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 dots. You know, like four periods in a row. What does it mean? In certain people's heads, if you send like a message and then do dot, 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 it can be like a negative. It's kind of like, is this person mad at me? Like what? Like why the dots? three dots? They, you know, this is- I do it sometimes. context. Sometimes when I'm, te- when I'm texting, I do dot, 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 because I'm starting a whole new, rather than just period. Yeah, I've noticed sentence. that too. I, well, it's stuff, it's more stuff like- And um, I have no clue about the negative thing. It's more yeah. like took Jax for a walk today and he seemed to do fine in the heat, dot, dot, dot. And then it's like, well, okay. Um, What's coming next? Because it's positive, right? right? It's a positive message. And you're like, but 
Like there's a butt there. Yeah, it's kind of like. Well, I just use it's this kind of like thought. um, like did something go wrong? Almost is what you start to. You're think. waiting for more. You're like, okay, but like what? Okay, do you, eh, and, it, and I it, just use ominous. it. I use it from talking about Holly, and then I'll say. Now the car, <laughs> yeah. or now this, or now yeah. that, or yeah. now that. I use it as, as a subject change because it's just totally rather because otherwise, you know, if you do paragraph things, I mean, it's not it, text is a different art than writing a letter. Typically, it's hard to read. Yeah, I don't know. When we grew up with texting, it just became a thing where it's like when you're upset with someone, mm-hmm. you put the dots because you're just like, well, are you coming or not? Dot 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 dot. Like. I need an answer. Yeah. Almost like an annoyed. Yeah. Well, but, I, I never I never went to text grammar class. Hey, <laughs> I gotta J- tell you. Justin's mom didn't either. We're teaching her. We're teaching you. We might be teaching some other people. And then people might be like, no, 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 that's not what it means. Like, so, so be careful of those characters that we add to our text messages because we can be telling people many different things that we have no idea what we're saying. Yeah. Exclamation points help in text. I love exclamation points. Always. Or in emails. Because emails can sound so dry, but as soon as someone says... Like an exclamation point, you're like, all right, this is this, this is good. good. Yeah. Um, for our listener, last thing I will say is just because your phone rings, you don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's move along. And I and I thought that oh. same thing. Yeah. Because I know that you know sometimes people call me, and I always try to answer it. And if I call them and it and it just rings and rings, I mm-hmm. don't think anything about it. And so like today, no. the phone rang. I said. I don't have to answer this. No. Hit the little button on the side so it stops making noise or vibrating and let it go to voicemail. Moving along. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Number three. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three, I, female 23, have a female friend, Jade, female 22, and we have been friends since we were freshmen in college. My senior year of college and her junior year of college, I introduced her to my roommates and we all began hanging out. She grew close with them and one of the roommates and I had a falling out, which Jade, who is my friend still, tried to remain friends with that roommate I had the falling out with. This made me extremely uncomfortable because we were friends before she knew the roommate. I introduced her to the roommate and we were closer than her and the roommate ever were. I told her that I wasn't comfortable keeping talking to the roommate and she got upset. Jade seems to be a friend poacher and tries to piggyback off of all of my friendships. She has recently moved to where I live post-grad and I set a firm boundary telling her I do not want her to get close with other friends I have here. She was upset. I told her it's because I didn't want to feel like divorced parents if I had a friend falling out and she still tried to remain friends with them. 
I feel like I shouldn't have to share my own friends and she doesn't need to be close to everyone I am. She goes on Instagram and follows all of my friends I introduced her to the first time and she tries to get me to bring her around them. I feel like she's doing it to try and become friends with them. I have told her multiple times this boundary, but yet she does passive things like, oh, one of your friends didn't follow me back on Insta or you should bring this friend around this weekend. I do not want a codependent relationship. I feel like she is trying to get me to push my boundary that I am firm on. I don't want to have to share friends with everyone all the time. And I feel like being a part of separate groups. None of my friends have to be best friends with each other. Sometimes I feel like if she could trade lives with me, she would. I love her dearly, but after explaining it to her multiple times, I feel like she doesn't like this boundary and tries to find ways around it. What should I do? I'm going to let you take, I have a lot of thought on this, number one, because I, and Guys typically don't get involved. I'll say I have not been involved this way with all my 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 guy friends or or women friends. It this seems a a, a a what I would say a cat fight between girls. I I've seen this with you know, women I've dated with their friends that they get upset that all of a sudden that they become friends with you know they're friends with 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 party A or party B. And they go to a birthday party and party D shows up and now they're all friends and they've done things without me and they don't like me anymore. And now, you know, there's a lot of control that I see this as, as everyone's trying to control everybody. Just accept your friendship. And if they're going to be friends with somebody else, hey, bless, let them go do it. Have a good time. You don't have to be involved and all this stuff. Worry about your friendship with this person and make your friendship the important thing. And if your friendship isn't with them isn't the important thing, don't worry about it. They're not that close. Let them if they're going to be close with with party C and they're not going to include you, let them have their friendship. You it's not up to you to control who could be friends with who. Just worry about if your friendship with this person is working. And if your friendship with that person is working and not if it's cohesive between, between A and D, don't worry about that triangle. Keep, keep your relationships one-to-one. So that's exactly what this person's trying to do. However, see the triangle? This person is friends with this person mm-hmm. and this person. This person down here is trying to connect to this person. And so that's the boundary this person's setting. This person is trying to say, I want separate friends. It hasn't worked in the past introducing you to all my friends. I'm okay having separate friend groups. Mm -hmm. My friendship with you is great. My friendship with them is great. We don't all need to be friends. Mm -hmm. And that's what our writers, you know, trying to ask for help with and struggling with. But if if these people meet and they do become friends, don't worry about it. So the only reason they would meet is through our writer. And the one girl, her friend, is pressuring her saying, introduce me. Why aren't all your friends following me back? I want to hang out with all your friends. Bring her around. And if you this want person's friends, not getting it. If you want your friends, if you want to be friends with, 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 with Bonnie or Debbie, go, go, make, go make a call and go do your own thing. Don't involve me. Mm-hmm. That's as simple. It's not your obligation to provide that, that that social director. You're not the social director. If your friend, if if she is using you to get to these people, then obviously you want to distance yourself and say, I, I just don't think our friendship is really what what you think it is. 
Well, it sounds like you got to start stepping back from this main I mean, friendship. I, I was friends with, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Charlie. And Charlie has a whole group of other people. And he's he's always been gracious to say, Jerry, come, you know, join us for dinner, whatever it is. But he's got his friends. And my friendship is really with Charlie. And do I know some of the other ones? Yes. And have I, have I, if we, if we come in and contact it at an evening or a party, you're cordial. I, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I'll have a conversation, but I'm but not, you're there not to, actively trying to, I'm go, not a poacher. No. Yeah. And that's the vibe that that's what our the, writer we're is all telling getting. us. So your answer is you just don't involve them, but do they need to be together 24 seven? No. So wouldn't a great way to set the boundary start to be like, you know, you have this friend and they're assuming you're hanging out all weekend and, oh, you should invite your other friends here so I can poach them, essentially. Why don't you say, no, I'm actually hanging out with all of them this weekend, just us. Mm-hmm. Or like, if, you know, we have this triangle, here's the person that's poaching, here's you, here's the friend you actually want to go hang out with. If she's trying to connect the dots here, why don't you just go, oh, no, we're just going to dinner us two tonight and like start distancing because this person is super codependent. The only way you're going to stop being codependent is to start pulling back a little bit to otherwise, how are you going to set this boundary? Well, and it sounds like she has. You're not going to just say it. If you're saying it, nothing's going to change. Well, and it sounds like you know, our writer here has said, I've explained it to her multiple times, but I feel like she doesn't like this boundary and tries to find ways around it. Well, then you just got to start pulling back. Otherwise you're going to deal with this forever. Well, an ideal outcome is I want to remain friends, but us to have our own friend groups outside of each other and not feel like she's trying to poach my friends every five minutes. And I will say like, I've never once thought like, oh, my friend would trade lives with me if she could. I think that's kind of an interesting thought to have about a friend and say like, oh, she's trying to steal my friends every five minutes. Like, I honestly don't think this is a healthy relationship at this point. Right. Like this isn't a healthy friendship. Like I, in the past, have had a friend that I met through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And once we became friends, she dropped that mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And then through me, she tried to poach all of my friends and block me off. So she had this history of social climbing. Mm -hmm. That was her thing. I'm going to go and meet the next best person who can give me the best opportunities and introduce me to more people. And like, that was kind of the vibe. We're not friends anymore. It wasn't a healthy dynamic. And I will say like my friend group now is very inclusive, but Alejandra, say we're celebrating Alejandra's birthday dinner. Mm -hmm. She's going to invite all her friend groups. Mm -hmm. She's got multiple, but it doesn't mean like I'm going to then go and like reach out to Richa nonstop and poach her from Alejandra. Mm -hmm. You can have separate groups. It's healthy. However, if you do introduce friends, you need to realize like once you introduce them, whatever happens is beyond your control. And like, I think the, the beginning issue with the roommate, like I stopped being friends with my roommate and she still was, well, Mm -hmm. you can't expect her to drop that person. When I went like this, that's what came back to my mind is it you, you can't control what they do on no. their own and if you if your friendship with somebody broke off and they're still friends they can be friends just don't ask about that person when that's the boundary you set you say hey i'm no longer friends with them but you are just don't bring it up and that's something like me and lauren and alejandra had to address like mm-hmm. alejandra remained friends with someone that me and lauren were not 
And we just said like, hey, we don't want to hear about her. We don't Mm want to see her. Like, it's fine. It works out. Mm -hmm. But you can't think like, not everyone has the same expectation of loyalty that you Mm -hmm. might have. So if I'm mad at that person because they treated me horribly, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean your friend's going to. Correct. And that could change how you see your friend. And that's also okay. You might want a certain level of loyalty in your friends, but not everyone operates the same way. And that's where I was going back to the control thing. You can't control somebody else. So no, and I go ahead. I would just say like with this one, I honestly feel like it just isn't meshing. Like Mm -hmm. it just is what it is. And like, if you still want to remain friends with her, that's fine, but make your hangouts very intentional and don't tell her about other activities. You're my, if, 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 if you want to hang out because we enjoy being friends, that's great. But if you, if, if you want to, if, if we're, if it's all about who else is my, a part of my circle, that's not really what I'm into. That's, that's not my vibe. Yeah. And you know, it sucks. Like maybe she does have a hard time making friends and the best way to meet new friends is through your friends. Mm-hmm. Like it is hard, but I think honestly, now that I'm saying that, I'm like, why are you, our writer, so insecure she's going to steal your friends? Like, are you, do you have an insecure attachment to your friends to where you feel like your relationship isn't strong and mm-hmm. someone could come in and be a wedge? Like, Or are you just sick of it? Well, there's a lot of what ifs here, but I think, you know, you can do whatever you want. Just keep reiterating your boundaries. And if it comes to it, you might have to distance yourself. That's all. It's, it's all, the power is all in you. Yeah. You have your own power and, you know, and, and if people are, if you're becoming friends and friends are alienating you and they're walking away from you, then maybe you have to sit back and take a look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and just like the last story, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Like if you're hanging out with one of your other friends and she keeps pressuring you to join, just be like, no, it's just going to be us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving along. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. What number? Number four. Wow. I didn't hit anything doing that. I was very good. I was. Good job. Number four. Good practice. I, 20 female, have been having boundary issues with my roommate, 21 female, for the past six months, and I don't know what to do. The story is long and complicated, so I apologize in advance. I'm currently in college and live with five other girls, 20 slash 21 year old college juniors. And I've been having issues with one of them specifically for a long time. It all started back in October-ish when I started to bring my boyfriend around the house more. We had been together for about four months at this point and he's a year older than us. Almost immediately, she starts to complain about him being around and thinking he's annoying. 
She's talking shit to my other roommates and making it hard for me to be in the house almost. This continued on even after I confronted all of them, asking for them to be upfront and honest about why they were all of a sudden treating me this way. I thought winter break would solve things, but everything took a turn for the worse. A few weeks into the spring semester, she comes up to me and starts telling me how I'm a bad friend for having sex with my boyfriend in my own room. She was yelling at me and crying in our kitchen while my boyfriend was still at our house. Ever since then, I've been avoiding the house and trying to stay out of her way. Other things have happened between me and her since then, but it always seems to be her taking out some form of jealousy slash anger onto me because I just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. My other roommates and I have talked extensively about this and we're stuck. When she was yelling at me, I pushed back against the things she was saying to me and she just got more angry. Every time someone tries to talk to her about it, she apologizes, but then continues to take out her problems on all of us. Do you have any advice? Ideal outcome. I want her to hear my frustrations without getting angry, even though she gets very defensive whenever we try to bring things up. I want to be heard without getting screamed at again, and I want to feel comfortable enough to bring my boyfriend around our house more than one time every other week. Additional info, we already re-signed our lease for the next year before any of this became a major issue. My parents don't want me to live anywhere else, and I don't want to have to deal with finding someone to sublease. What first came to my mind is there's your story, their story, and then the real story. And which means that there's some other dynamics that might be going on here that we're unaware of. Number one, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with that. If everything is what you say and everybody else is good with, you know, the boyfriend coming over and, and being now the, the sixth roommate or the seven, she has four and one is five. Now she's got the six because the boyfriend is there consistently and it's become part of the issue. Maybe the answer is, is that you go to his place and he, he just doesn't come to your place. Because living, cohabitating with in, in a dorm with five or six people, I remember you were in the dorms and you, it was, it was a lot of issues wherever you were. This is a house with everyone has their own bedroom. Yes. So, you know, I think that you, you guys have to come up with a, uh, a defined code of what's acceptable with all of you. Because you get the room, it doesn't mean that you get the house. I mean, if you want to put a doorway where he's going to come in through the window and he's going to leave through the window and not not, not have to face everybody else. Let's come back down to earth here a little. Well, come on. I, I threw it out there for a reason. Let's be real, though. The real is, is that you have to come up with a code. What is acceptable? Yeah, they should all sit down and have a meeting. Like, hey, I have a boyfriend right now. You guys might not. But let's talk about boyfriends and, you know, guests in general. Mm-hmm. Do we want to have a guest policy? We can each have a guest three days a week. And then that's it. And if you have a guest longer than three days, they have to get a hotel and if or they, we have to get like written permission from everyone. Like you can go down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole and set those formal boundaries. It might come back to bite you in the ass. Right, but because it might turn out where you might just say, if it doesn't work for you, you're going to have to move out and find a new place. They'll get another roommate. Which honestly, like it might be the healthiest. Like your parents not wanting you to live anywhere else. Like, you're 20, you're an adult, you can choose to live elsewhere if you want to. I get parents might be helping and paying, and if that's their stipulation to pay, then that's a tight, you know, a rock and a hard place you're in. But they would also have to recognize like, hey, mom and dad, this isn't the healthiest for me anymore. I will say like, I had a college roommate. We were four girls in a four bedroom apartment. And my one roommate, 
would bring her boyfriend over every day. He basically lived there. He was the fifth roommate. And we did get into a screaming match in the kitchen where I finally said, I'm tired of living with your boyfriend. I'm tired of getting up every morning and me trying to make breakfast. And I can't because you two are playing house and you're cooking him eggs and bacon every day. I can't even cook. I can't come home and watch TV because I get home from class and you two are out in the living room watching Chopped. Like there's chopped. no, yeah, they were obsessed with Chopped. I loved Chopped in college. Such a good show. And I love her. Like we are still friends and sex was an issue too. Like we live in a four bedroom apartment. She got the biggest room that happened to have air vents, like the big metal air vents that went to my room and the living room. And guess what you heard all day? All day long. I mean, it was ridiculous. And it's like, I wish I had that energy still. <laughs> and, and I get you, you absolutely should be able to have sex in your room, but it might involve then, like, hey, put the TV on, put a fan on. Like, you, you should can't, have courtesy. There like needs when other to be around. some courtesy. So when I hear this, I'm like, and you say, well, there might be like a lack of awareness, or maybe there's more to the story. I could see that. I do want to give our writer the benefit of the doubt saying like, oh, you are being courteous and this roommate is just unhinged, which could very likely be happening because it's true. Their reactions aren't normal even when confronted and like crying and screaming and getting, you know, super defensive. It is a little weird, but I think right now to address this, you need to have a whole house, all roommates involved meeting and set boundaries. Hey, is it just so-and-so that's uncomfortable with my boyfriend or is it really everyone and you're just scared to tell me? Like, who knows if your boyfriend has made passes at them? Like, who knows what's happening here? So no boyfriends, significant others involved, only roommates. Right. You sit down and you have a meeting. You say, hey, things have been a little uncomfortable. Let's set some solid boundaries and move forward so we can all live and fill out the remainder of our lease happily, healthily, no one wants a toxic living situation. So, so I look at it this way, that you live in a, your community of, of five mm -hmm. and you guys have to respect the community of five before you do anything else. So find out what those boundaries are yeah. with the five of you and that all of you are on board and have a clear definition of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable within this community. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, if, 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 if you're the one person that is out with the majority of the community, then you're going to have to make it. You're going to either it might gonna, involve going to his you, house. You're going to have yeah. to conform to the community or you're going to have to find your way out of the community. But I will say as long as the boyfriend isn't creating problems, isn't derogatory, isn't mean, isn't dirty. Like if the boyfriend's truly just coming in and they're hanging out in her room and they still have issues with it, mm -hmm. that's, goofy like that, that isn't normal either but that goes back to community well and that's the hard part it's like if that's the standard they're setting for you then you need to make sure like you reiterate well if you don't want me to have any guests like then you guys don't get to have any guests either that's right it's, like it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander there's no that's absolutely true you have to just define what are the expectations and the rules of the community yeah i'm gonna go right back to that you dealt with some roommate drama kind of in a big house where like the fire thing and you were the one kind of like dealing with roommate stuff. Like, do you have any I advice? I mean, all I was going to say is yeah. when you are able and you get out of these situations and you can control your destiny mm -hmm. by either living in your own place or living with someone that you truly can cohabitate with no matter what as a roommate, not necessarily your partner. 
it is the best. Like when you go from living with roommates in college and dealing with all the stuff and you kind of just, you know, a lot of it you just put up with because you're in college and that's just how life is. When you get to the point where you move on from that, it is just, I mean, it's the biggest weight off. It's amazing. Your life just yeah. completely improves. I agree. It almost might be worth it. And like, maybe your parents don't understand how bad it is. And maybe it's worth having a conversation and saying like, I do need to find a subleaser. This isn't healthy. Because there are ways to do it. I mean, you can get out. I don't know what the stipulation is with yeah. finances or with your parents, but otherwise you just find ways to hang out with him outside of this. You have your roommate meeting and then you just get through the rest of the year. Yeah. I've done it. I've gotten through the rest of the year and then made a change. Mm -hmm. But there are also ways to figure it out in the interim. There's subleasing. There's all these things. Subleasing is so easy. Because if you had your own place, control your own destiny, he can come over. You guys can freaking live together. I don't know. It changes your everyday life. When your living situation is messed up, it affects every aspect of your life. 100%. So let us us know what you did do. There's going to be a lot of of comments on this one. So everyone's going to have their their say, but certainly let us know what you finally did come up with and and how it worked. Yeah. And like, I will just say like, if it's you and your other roommates and you guys are all good and it's truly that girl, then like during that conversation, you can say, Hey, like if you're uncomfortable with, you know, us having sex with significant others or, you know, whatever, like we'd be happy to help you find a subleaser. Maybe this isn't a good fit for you. Because like you shouldn't have to lose all your friends if it's truly one person that's uncomfortable and stirring the pot. So this is about the community. Yeah. It's a community. Community. I love that word. word. New word. I love it. Let's go on. Last one. Number five. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. What number is this? Number five. Are you sure? Yeah. Hello, all. Love the show. It's perfect to listen to while doodling. My problem is I, 19 male, and my mother about 45, I don't know, have been having boundary issues. It has become more recent since I have gone to college. When I visit, she always follows me around with her arms open, whining at me like a toddler, begging for a hug. Whenever I remind her I do not feel comfortable hugging her, she pouts at me and claims that I hate her. She likes to point out that I hug my friends, though it is a very different situation. Context. When I was little, years important for social development, when I would try to hug her and wanted attention, she would shove me away, literally. Now that I'm older, she suddenly wants to show me affection and it makes me extremely uncomfortable. How do I explain it to her in a way that might make her listen? If I try to blame it on her past actions, she starts throwing around the hate claims. Take it away. I honestly don't know if there is a way. (laughs) It feels like there's no way out. There's, I mean, there's other changes you can make to control maybe your time or interactions with her, but there's no way you're not going to get some reaction. Look, 
your mom, your mom obviously needs some assistance. Yes. She is definitely insecure with whatever's going on with her life. And she's looking at you and those hugs to fix it. It ain't going to fix it. She's got some, she's got some issues. Well, clearly, I mean, to shove a child away every time they try to hug you as their mom, what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't even shove random dogs or she, like. She's just got some things backwards. And how do you deal with that? Um, you have to have a conversation with her saying, mom, I really do think that uh, you have some issues. Oh, uh, you I, just hate me. You I, hate me so much. I love I'm not going to be able to avoid that. I love you. and But there are some issues going on here. And I'm a grown man. And I don't walk around as a grown man. Hugging my mom consistently every every two seconds. Isn't it weird how the roles have flipped? How the turns have tabled. But, but there's something weird. This is no, beyond. This, this is, is beyond them turning. There was something that she was. She couldn't accept him when when he was a child, and now she wants his hugs almost like it's like like it, he's her lover. It's weird. Weird. Yeah. This is weird. I definitely think like you got to just keep setting those boundaries. And if you get those comments like, oh, you hate me, you can't engage. You got to say, I don't hate you. Right. I love you. Just keep it cool. But I'm no not, matter what. I'm not going to continue this conversation. This is a boundary for me. And if you can't respect my boundary, I'm going to have to leave. Mom, this isn't healthy. There's and family th- therapy is an option too. There's something going on. Yeah. Family therapy would be really good. But I look at this as. This is a red flag everywhere. Yeah. Well, and um, ideal outcome to get her to understand and respect my boundaries, hopefully before the summer, I will have to live with my parents again. Additional info. My mother is emotionally draining and tries to turn everything she slightly disagrees with into an argument. She likes to bring up how my sister distanced herself when she went to college. This was because of my mother's toxicity. Anytime I show any form of distress or express being uncomfortable around her, my father is great when it comes to me expressing boundaries with him, but becomes a doormat whenever my mother is involved. So interesting that parents are still together Classic. and their siblings. I was envisioning single mom, only child. Yeah, but it's there's something weird. So it's up to you to go get it straightened out and you don't have to buy into anything else. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. And you got to watch out what's healthy for you. And if you want to have her turn in you turn you into a doormat like she did to her husband, uh, you don't want you don't want to do that either. No, and I will say like you know you're 19, you're home for the summer from college, like get a job, go volunteer, really hang out with friends, like enjoy your summer and just yeah. The last you can limit your interactions. And the last thing you want is this behavior to continue. I mean, one more second, because as soon as you start getting involved with another woman and and a, and, a, and a healthy woman in your life or any relationship, it's good. Any, any relationship. Yeah. I shouldn't even say a woman because we just don't know. Yeah. But as soon as you get involved in a relationship, she is going to be all over this. It's going to be worse. It's going to be a nightmare because For she's, sure. gonna, she's going to see that, that attention being driven, you know, driven to someone else that who you want to share that with. And she is going to go ballistic. So mm-hmm. definitely you, you got to get this woman help. Yeah. Got to stop hating on the only children. I don't hate this on them. This one isn't an only child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. It's an only child. Of course. I knew it from the beginning. I know. I didn't say I knew it. Well, I just said. children wait, have wait. problems. Look at her face. She turned red. <laughs> I'm already red this whole episode. I'm, I'm sunburned. I'm fucking sunburnt from Mexico. No, I just always get, I think more commonly when you see 
kids that turn into adults that have really tough boundary issues with their parents, oftentimes they are only children. However, my college roommate, Alex, she's an only child. She has no issues with boundaries, but she's also a girl. And I think that can sometimes play uh, a thing. We don't know. You never know. Want well, to thank you all for chiming in this week. This was a. I don't hate only children. Hello. Don't slander me like hello. that. Hello. This was defamation. A, <clears throat> hello. This defamation. Was saying it's not always only children. I didn't say. I'm, I'm saying just said to, I was surprised. I'm saying goodbye to our guest. You want to join me? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Shut up. You never talked about the socks. He's uh, worn those well, before. These, these I've worn and they're probably dirty because I was walking around. Do you around. see the holes on the bottoms? No. no. I mean, I've been walking outside with Show them. Up, hold them up to the camera. Oh, no. I'm embarrassed now. Hold them up. Hey, no maybe way. we'll get some new ones to the P.O. box. A little higher. A little higher. Oh, oh. Holes on the heels. How does that happen? Use your I was abs. walking outside. Mm. Just in socks? Yeah. And then you wear them in the house? No, I came back in. Here. Here. So you walked on my fresh rug with your dirty outdoor socks. Why Why didn't you have a shoe? I don't know. You guys were in a hurry because the dog threw up and... Dog did puke in Justin's car. Uh, we, had, we, had, we had a little Ooh. drama. Anyways, thanks so much for joining the show this week. Wee. And we're going to have a Patreon. Are we rolling into Patreon? We are going to have some Patreons this month. So we're, we're a little roll, backlogged, we're so gonna, we'll catch up. We're going to roll into Patreon, and we will see you next week. Have a great week. It's 4th of July. By the time you see it, will be here and gone. I hope you had great fireworks. It and, will be the 4th when this comes out. It will gonna, be the 4th. And I am off, back off to... Uh, to Australia. It mm. will be the fourth when this comes out. We're going to be doing a, a we'll, we'll be traveling for the next few weeks working. So I will be doing, Justin <laughs> is, hold on, hold on. I just got to look. Justin has, has told me that he wants me to start doing some little tippets and to watch Follow on Instagram. And let me know how you like them. Instagram. Okay. Bye. 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 Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW.